Can I actually have three seconds? Last time I fucked it up. You're welcome. I think it was Lindsay, but it's fine. <laughs> Hold on, let's say the how to pronounce it one more time. Pavelia. It's Pavelia. The Pavelia? Yes, I know, because I've seen that episode 500 times. It's Pavelia. Pavelia. No, with an accent. Pavelia. Okay. Pavelia. All right, I got it. it. Do the fingers. Do the countdown. Pavelia. Pavelia. I feel like that's very offensive. (laughs) With the macaroni. Okay, that's offensive. (laughs) I won't do that, and if I do, edit it out. And the pizza. The pizza pie. <laughs> 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 Shit, the <laughs> Are we just saying Italian words for food? <laughs> Parmesan. It's the Parmesan, though. <laughs> the mozzarella. <laughs> okay. Because we say Italian words for food. <laughs> yeah, none of them are actually words. They're just food. <laughs> I said a Riverdarchi. Riverdarchi. Oh. I'm ready. I'm waiting on my three seconds. Hey everybody! Welcome back. Oh, to hi. Tipsy Ghost. <laughs> oh, hey. Hey, hey, we're your tipsy host. I nailed that one. You did. That was really good. <laughs> you guys, we have to practice before we do our intros. <laughs> That's what I was trying to do, but nobody wanted to do that with me. So then I get to, I get to intro us all weird. <laughs> I always say hi too early. We've also been on the phone for like an hour now at this point, so hopefully we've got our giggles out. We we I'm haven't, and I've been drinking. No, we haven't. I haven't too. Guys, one more week, and then I can be drinking too. Hopefully this is my last Saturday. Then we can keep interrupting each other even more when we all drink more. And more. <laughs> but I'll be able to edit it out. Isn't that nice? The power can of you? editing. Because oh, we're all on different mics then, right? Yeah, yeah. Skype does not make remote podcasting easy when you're on a Mac. No. Oh. Oh, Lindsay's Lindsay's frozen. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why is nobody talking? <laughs> like hell. Hopefully, only one more. Oh. Oh, she's still going. Oh, dang it. <laughs> That was a long time. What were you talking about? I hate my life. Am I still frozen? Can you hear me? Should yeah, I, I can hear you. Oh, okay. I can't see you, so I can't see the spirit fingers. I just see like a black screen of death. Oh, that's terrible. Uh, I can see myself looking like a fool, talking to myself. I was just talking about how um, terrible it is to remote podcast via Skype when you use a Mac and then there was this long pause and I was like and then we looked at your screen and you had this w- not cute face <laughs> thank you true friend true friend true it was like this 
Why can't I see your faces? Oh, oh, I see Sarah. We're, we're oh, both okay. Sarah. I... Okay. <laughs> the whole hour before this, when we were just talking, didn't freeze. <laughs> I'm just saying. I feel like this is a sign. Freeze <laughs> again. Oh my gosh, oh, I hate. No. It's just I hate so much it, about the things that are happening. Like alien style. Like I was saying, it didn't glitch at all or freeze at all. The hour before we were goofing off and making TikTok videos. Now that we're podcasting, it's like, I'm going to glitch. <laughs> I just give up on talking. <laughs> I'm just going to take it. I'm just going to take another drink. <laughs> So I I take it that your um, router didn't come. Get off the Wi-Fi! (laughs) (laughs) No, it did not. No, it did not. Thank you for asking. (laughs) Just wanted everybody to have a router update 2020. (laughs) <laughs> router update 2020 uh, and if you're wondering why last week's episode was not like this at all it's because we recorded it before lockdown happened in oh, the good yeah. old days good point you can actually uh, Boyston's doing a hell of a job editing everything I will say you're doing great uh, but you can definitely tell the audio quality from when we're sitting next to each other and when we're not <laughs> It just has to do with, I think, Leslie's internet. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. If you want to chip in for the new router, you can donate to us on Patreon. (laughs) Hashtag Lindsay needs a new router. (laughs) Hashtag Lindsay has too many people in her house on the Wi-Fi. I I thought we would have been there by now with the router, but here we are. So... We're just dealing with. <laughs> I took my phone off the Wi-Fi. Oh, hold on. My husband just texted me and said, who are you yelling at? <laughs> <laughs> tell the them, Wi-Fi. Tell them everybody. Get off the Wi-Fi. <laughs> tell them they all need to go outside and pitch a tent and just sleep in it until you are done. Um, I mean, it's dark outside, and it's going to start raining soon. What do you think they did back in the day? <laughs> Before the Wi-Fi. Before the Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi. <laughs> uh, um, okay. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. But by, um, the time, by, the, by the time you get your router, we'll be ready to sit next to each other. <laughs> <laughs> your TikTok videos are going to be on point. <laughs> I was making a TikTok. So Boydson had to go make a drink and I was going to like, dude, I'm going to make a TikTok video. So I was doing it and out of the corner of my eye, I could see Sarah on Skype and she's just got her arms raised and she's like pumping them up in the air. I'm always the hype man in the corner. She's like, like, I'm hyping you up. Oh, it happened. It did help, but I had to do it like 10 times. (laughs) Dang it. I don't think that one was as noticeable, though. It wasn't. Well, it wasn't until you guys start doing the spirit fingers. <laughs> well, how are we supposed to know how long you were going to be frozen? I know, that's, uh, true. that's true. And it's a knee reaction. 
Sometimes it's like a half a second. Other times you just never know. It's like a minute. Once he's gone forever. <laughs> kind of. In, in the internet abyss. In a weird frozen face. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'd like to see you guys freeze up and see the faces you're making. I have very Sorry, good internet. Uh, I have a good internet plan. Thank you. Yeah, well, okay. Boydston took a um, snap snapshot or a um, screenshot of our Last phase time call. Sarah does not remember that that FaceTime call. I was pretty shit faced in that call. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, oh, it was hilarious. So sorry. I demanded an immediate staff meeting <laughs> at eleven o'clock at night. <laughs> well, I knew, you both, I knew both of you guys were up, so mm-hmm. that's the only reason why I said it. Like, you text me at eleven normally. I'm like, I don't answer till the next day, typically. But right, that rule of thumb: if it's eleven, I'm awake. Exactly. Yeah. I'm up until like three a.m. So same. <laughs> I yes. Yeah. So I knew you would be, and you were. Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> and you just had to see me a little bit a little bit tipsy. Well, and then here's the thing. So we had our fun. I mean, it was hilarious. Sarah wanted us to have a sleepover and <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> she, uh, she showed us her her knee scab and it was I a still great time. Have that. I still have that knee, damn knee scab. How is and your this, knee? It is still fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> And then she got offended when I told her she needed to shave her legs as she showed me a close-up of her leg. FYI, still need to shave. <laughs> like two weeks ago. I mean, I probably shaved once in between. I don't know, girl, it's quarantine. You also got offended when I gave you wound care help. Apparently I'm very touchy. <laughs> when I've been drinking, I'm very sensitive. So I know then- everything. My favorite was you were tiptoeing down to the kitchen to get another drink and you were like, we got to be quiet. And you were shushing us when we weren't saying anything. <laughs> you kept talking the whole way downstairs. Sounds about right. Bossy <laughs> AF. <laughs> so sorry you had to see that. Lindsay's hair was not contained by her ponytail holder in the least. And that's what okay. I got a picture of. <laughs> That was the best oh. part. The best part of the night is when we got off of our three-way face FaceTime, and then Sarah's like, I'm not done talking. Can you call me? <laughs> and so I call her, and she's like, no, I want to FaceTime. So I FaceTime her, and she's like, I'm going to go get a drink. I'm just going to leave you here on the bed. And then that's it. That's the only thing I hear for the rest of time. And I... I give it a few, probably like 20 minutes. I just do my own thing in the meantime, and I still hear nothing. So I just hang up, and I hope that she's fine. And look, she's fine. You're fine. She's fine. I probably passed out on the couch or something. (laughs) I found a full truly, like, downstairs on the counter. (laughs) I'd opened it and probably decided against it and put it, like, next to the sink. (laughs) (laughs) And then went and fell asleep. Yeah. Typical. So you're welcome. I have blessed you with that side of me. Oh, I quite enjoyed it. It's been a while since we've all been like, you know, together, first off in person. Mm -hmm. So So, um, bring back the sleepover idea. That's where that came in. (laughs) I would love to have a sleepover with you. 
she had all these ideas about the podcast and was talking to us about the podcast. And then she goes, guys, I have this great idea. And we're waiting. And she goes, let's have a sleepover. (laughs) I was like, that's not what I was expecting you to say at all. (laughs) It's more so nobody has to drive anywhere, Lindsay. (laughs) I appreciate it. And I am all for the sleepover podcast. You guys, it's going to be crazy. Let's be honest, it's more for me because, like, I cannot hang past 11. I'm like a zombie. I turn off at 11 o'clock. I'm like, and I'm done. You guys are just getting started. So what I'm saying is I'm going to pass out on somebody's couch. (laughs) Please do. Okay. I have an EMF detector coming by May 13th. Okay. So what? what What should we order? You already got the um, dowsing rods and the EMF sticks. No, uh, that's derogatory. The sticks? <laughs> How's that derogatory? <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you the spokesperson for the dowsing rods? You have to be respectful so that they will respect you right. and give them give okay, all right. great evidence. Well, I wasn't meaning to be a jerk about it, but sometimes I just am. I don't know if you've realized you that. just made fun of a couple of sticks. <gasps> you didn't make fun of it. It's just the words were not coming to my brain. They don't mean that. I was that. like, copper sticks. They don't mean that. <laughs> Are you apologizing? Don't apologize on my behalf. Don't apologize to those dowsing Apologize. Oh, <gasps> right, Rod. Thank you. I want to see him. Oh. Oh, let me see him. Here. <gasps> Ooh. Did you just call them sticks? <laughs> <laughs> Copper sticks. Look at you. You gotta be respectful. Did you just call them copper sticks? <laughs> I haven't taken them out of the package or anything. I've been waiting for you guys. Oh. But I I don't know how long this is gonna last. Yeah. I, I think- I need to touch them. <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking it, but I didn't say it. Did I freeze? I froze. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite is what? when it goes all, all glitchy alien style, and that's my favorite, so... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> what did you guys do this week? Do you have anything interesting, fun, new, noteworthy? Do you want to share anything with the class? Oh. <laughs> what <is that>? No. <laughs> did you just bond? No. Oh, I was showing them one of my newest dance moves I learned from the TikTok. Um, no, no, no. That's the SpongeBob. No. <sighs> and again there you go (laughs) (laughs) um nothing new in my life other than we're still under stay-at-home orders and you're still um, obsessed with tiktok uh, i mean uh, i've been reading a lot this week i read a lot of books so Mm. i wasn't on the tiktok as much i ordered a book and i'm very very excited Mm. about it what What was it thank you for asking it's the radium (laughs) girls 
I feel like I've heard of that, you but I haven't have, read it. And I'm not going to go into much detail because I'm going to do a story about it. But it's basically uh, the very, very tiny, tiny, minute thing I will tell you is it's about the effects of the ladies working in the watch factory that put the the glow paint on. What? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And the poisoning. Yes. Yep. Ooh, I want to read that book when you're done. Okay. I know nothing. I know okay. nothing, and I'm ignorant. So you're gonna be I surprised. No, no, it's gonna. You're. I will teach you and learn you, and it's gonna be fine. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. All right. So we are doing a paranormal episode this time, right, guys? No. What? Oh, stop it! Because that's what I prepared. Don't you do this to me? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that's what i prepared so i'm doing a paranormal one whether you guys are or not well i am too so that makes two of us oh two against one i guess we'll do paranormal then Uh, (laughs) um i forgot what i was gonna say (laughs) (laughs) yes can i help you very (laughs) serious literally just went in my head and out my head and i don't know what i was gonna say <laughs> okay well, it started, it's it started with, um, have, have so. you been drinking no uh, i haven't <laughs> oh that that really sucks i have since too so me too yeah. <laughs> we talked about this before i haven't had a drink in like at least six weeks because i've been drinking all weekend for six okay weeks. well that needs to change stat and also i must I say know, next Did someone else cut out beside? No, it wasn't me. Because you cut out. <laughs> it wasn't me. You cut out. <laughs> I see your spirit fingers, but I don't think it was me. Yeah, I can hear Sarah perfectly. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, I was so excited that somebody else's internet cut it out. How <laughs> dare you blame my internet? <laughs> Which she has nobody else off of her internet right now. Come on. Okay. My life does not revolve around the internet. I'm sorry. Apparently it does does because it's so slow. (laughs) Okay, I am so tired of this already. (laughs) Get on the TikTok. No. I refuse to TikTok. Uh, I'm just saying, I started humming the song, and Sarah knew instantly what dance I was thinking of. Congrats. Of course I did. I mean, how can you not? How can you not know that song if you've been on t- TikTok at least a minute? Right. It's everywhere. I'm ready. I'm ready. Are you ready? I am ready. I'm ready. Who gets to go first? You do. <gasps> Me? You- you always sound so surprised. You asked that question knowing full well that you're going first. Don't even. Every time like this. Really? It's just, oh, I was it never me? like picked first in anything. And so it's, <laughs> I really am just living through this. It's you. You're number one. I'm essential. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> it's my day. It's your I'm special so day. Excited. I'm so excited to hear your story. 
All right. Um, I had to explain what SC means to Lindsay earlier. So if I anybody knew, else is confused. <laughs> FWI. I knew what it was. It was a random text message out of, like, we weren't talking about anything. We were too. I said, what time do you want to pot? What time do you want to start tonight? That means we're talking about the podcast right now. And we're talking about tonight. Well, I knew we were talking. Okay. But then she said, I had to change mine to SC due to lack of info. And I was like, Wait, what? I knew exactly what she meant. <laughs> okay. I didn't. <laughs> I was thinking like a person and I was no, like, no. I knew because she, we've been talking about how we need to clarify the, the location. And so I knew exactly what she meant. It's a but Sarah thing. You wouldn't the, understand. Yeah, You had told us the location before. I knew where Sarah's was, but not where your Sarah's was. I told you guys whenever I told you guys we were doing paranormal in the uh, first place. It was Kansas City. I was originally going to do KCK, and I was, yeah. I can say this now because, uh, spoiler alert there, if either of you are interested, there is not enough information. On? On the Sour Castle, S-A-U-E-R? Yeah, you're right, because that's a, that's a, um, uh, like a hot spot for people to go for investigation. Yeah. And yeah. the current owner does not allow anybody yeah. to come in and investigate right. and so we have a rule where we don't pick any place where we um in the foreseeable future will be investigating or have right. any intentions to investigate and so that's why it's the only place in kansas city that i could pick because i know that yeah. it's off limits um, right. so i was going to do the sour castle <clears throat> because the you know one version of the story is that uh, some guy murdered his entire family and then committed suicide and now the place is haunted. And then another version of the story is that just one of the female in the family committed suicide and the place is haunted. I don't know. I didn't delve deeply into it because it's very difficult to find information. The um, Sour Castle has a website and the website directs immediately to their Facebook page. And the Facebook page has some pretty strict ground rules about no, um, you know, no rumors, no, you just don't make things up and you only be respectful type of a thing. So I, I didn't get much information. And so that's why I had to change my story. Gotcha. Oh. I gotcha. That's why we were flying today from Kansas City to... SC, aka South Carolina. Don't be SC. a jerk. Nobody likes a jerk. <laughs> Don't give me that face. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. Like, oh, Lindsay's an idiot. I was, I was trying to figure out. I could not remember the, for the life of me what the country. Oh, Croatia. I was, I was trying to remember South <laughs> Croatia. I was gonna say, <laughs> but I couldn't be that impulsive. I was too uh, whatever. I couldn't remember. Is what I'm trying to say. You guys are just so great. <laughs> it's South Croatia. South Croatia. <laughs> yes. Yay, hate everybody. <laughs> that was a good one. Thank South you. Croatia. <laughs> the Sarah Club right now is meeting. Oh, SC Sarah Club. <laughs> oh, hey. And I'm just sitting here all by myself. 
different keys and we about <laughs> classes <laughs> okay, so we, we back to south carolina I'm, I'm tired of the sarah club i like to be in all right, <laughs> all right Lindsay, please join us in south carolina also known i would as, love to also known as sc we're gonna go to the poinsett bridge anybody anybody crickets no the, the same what bridge? poinsett like poinsettia oh yes yeah, similar but okay. without the A. Poinsettia. Oh, I'm so close. Actually, I don't feel like you were. I-A. <laughs> you were close, yeah. And I'll tell you why here in a minute. Poinsettia Bridge, South Carolina. It is a stone bridge with a grand, grand old 15-foot Gothic-style arch with a creek running through it. I've already forgotten what the creek was called. I was going to put it in here, and then I was like, no, I'll remember it because it's something easy, but I forgot. Whoops. Gothic. Got the creek. Uh, okay, yeah. It is two hours from Charlotte, North Carolina. It's hidden in the forest of the mountains of northwestern South Carolina, so very, very, very remote. It is was built. It is? No, it was. It was built in 1820. Grammar is also hard. And is currently the oldest surviving bridge, not only in South Carolina, but the southeastern region of the U.S. of the A's. Um, likely designed by architect Robert Mills. And you might know this guy not by his name, but by his other works, like the Treasury Building in D.C. And also a little thing that's kind of pointy called the Washington Monument. Familiar? Yeah, a uh, tiny little pointy thing. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> Ooh, good one. Where'd you get that from? <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's a joke that I made up. Um, it's original. Original. It's original. It's totally original. You copyright that. What's also original <laughs> is a Mr. Joel Roberts Poinsett, who was a South Carolina, South Carolina, yeah, South Carolina politician who went on to become a member of the Congress, a U.S. ambassador to Mexico, and is the namesake for the poinsettia flower, which he apparently introduced to the U.S. So, Sarah, you were correct. You nailed it. Poinsettia! (laughs) Full circle, right there. Never seen anybody so happy about poinsettias. I, I knew something. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <That's> a good guess. <laughs> um, so at the time, he was the president of the South Carolina Board of Public Works. And uh, I mean, what from what I gathered, he named the bridge after himself. So, I mean, Pat's for him. I would have done the same thing. According to I mean, yeah, right, according to local folklore, the bridge was built on an old Indian burial ground dating back to when the Cherokees were the only inhabitants of the mountains. The what mountains, Lindsay? Um, I was thinking it would be either the Appalachia or the Great Smoky Mountains. I don't know. It's I don't know that the area. I thought that you were going to tell me. I mean, I can Google. It's been a long time since I lived in North Carolina, okay? Okay. It's been a while. Never mind then. Um, the legend states that an Indian burial mound was located near the site of the bridge and was destroyed in order to build the bridge. And 
perhaps the strange happenings that go on in the night come from the unrest of Indian souls. Indian, I say lightly, I got this from a site, so I did not say that word if it is offensive. So from the unrest of Indian souls that were quite literally trampled underfoot of, quote, the white man, as he took control of the land in the late 1700s and early 1800s, and subsequently began began building the state road over one of the native sacred sites. Other stories go that some of the men who worked to build the bridge died during construction. This could have been from malaria, brought from workers who came from the coast after working on canals, or from flu, other illnesses, or construction accidents, or even there were reports of drowning from flash flooding. These men were supposedly buried under or even within the bridge itself, so maybe to save time or perhaps to memorialize those who had died while hard at work, and we'll, I'm gonna go with the nicer of the two. They were memorialized within the bridge. More speculation comes from the possibility of a mistreated slave, though. So one legend states that a slave was hanged under the Poinsett Bridge and her ghost still haunts it. But another story goes that a slave was beheaded near the bridge by an unkind master. It's essentially a whole bunch of legend and folklore and nothing was recorded or documented we don't know what really happened and sometimes the slave haunting stories mix with the crew haunting stories and it is said that the ghosts of the slaves who died during construction sometimes reappear as lights in the surrounding woods and on the bridge itself after dusk and they hover in midair for a few seconds and then vanish but it's largely disagreed upon that any slave laborer was involved in the building of the bridge. But in America in the early 1800s, who's to say? We don't know. It's not documented. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Yeah. Locals and visitors alike have shared experiences of strange occurrences that happened near the Poinsett Bridge. And that is what I'm pretty fascinated in. So, this first one is what drew me in. Several locals say they have been unable to start their cars when they get ready to leave. A light is said to move towards them while they sit in their cars. Then, the scary thing is they hear a loud scream when the light gets close. And if I heard a loud scream after seeing, I was just, think, think about it. You're mesmerized by a light and then all of a sudden, still mesmerized, you hear this blood-curdling scream. You would shit your pants. I mean, I would do that even if there was no light. If I just heard a blood-curdling scream in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> That's fair, yes. Screams and lights seem to be the most common experiences One local man said, I have heard voices coming from the arch, screams around the top of the bridge. I've seen red, white, and green dots, lighted dots, floating on the mountainside similar to a lantern. And then other people sense more of a fear-instilling presence. So another local stated that about four years ago, I drove my neighbor or her boyfriend at the time and one of their friends up there parked across the road. As soon as I shut off the engine and rolled down the windows, we could hear movements all around us. I had my hand resting on the door when I felt a man's rough hand and fingers grab onto mine. Oh, no. I've been up there several times throughout the years, but it never fails at night to see, feel, or hear something that would leave most paralyzed, including myself. 
Don't like that. Don't like that. No, for sure. It's absolutely terrifying. And then another local says, my uncle said he saw a white figure there at night. Um, So after all of these stories, people have started putting anything haunted and the Poinsett Bridge together, and the two have become synonymous. And it's been featured several times. A YouTube miniseries called Haunted Echoes, South Carolina, has featured the Poinsett Bridge. John Boyanowski's book, Ghosts of Upstate South Carolina, also features the Poinsett Bridge. Local lore about the hauntings has also helped to draw interest of ghost hunters like Ghost Paranormal Research Organization, or Ghost Pro. They visited the site in 2008 and noted random appearances of red and white lights near the bridge. The team later wrote, There are no residences, no street lamps, no communications towers, or lighted signage within an appreciable distance to account for the phenomena witnessed. During their visit, they also took close to 400 photos around the bridge. Nearly 100 of those photos exhibited some type of phenomena, quote-unquote. Subsequent analysis shows a predominance of orbs, both singular and multiple, of varying shape, size, color, and density. Further, rather substantial, unexplained mist of man-sized proportion and shape was captured on film at the same time an investigator reacted to an audible external noise. The team concluded that Poinsett Bridge is, if not haunted, at the very least, a place of highly elevated paranormal occurrences. And then other experts on paranormal activity visited the bridge and found that there was a great deal of EMF activity or electromagnetic field activity. They later said that the EMF activity appeared to move about the area because it was never in the same place. It seemed like something was walking between and around us for a good portion of the time we were standing still on the bridge. However, when we would go back in an effort to debunk the reading, the meter would now not spike in that area. So, it's an old bridge with a lot of maybe-maybe-not stories. But there are a lot of present-day people who have experiences on that bridge that are pretty doggone paranormal. And seeing lights, feeling hands, hearing a scream, all of it's pretty terrifying. Yikes. What do you think? Would you ever go there at night? Oh. Oh, for sure. 100%. (laughs) (laughs) We're like... Yeah, that's terrifying. That's awful. Oh, yeah, we'd go there. Uh Uh-huh. Right? Let's go next week. Let's drive. I definitely would, but I never knew. I didn't, I couldn't think of a time when we would be in remote South Carolina. So that's why I was like, "Mm, that's fine. We'll just, we'll just go ahead and do this one. I mean, mean, for sure. Yeah. I go to North Carolina and South Carolina, you know, like once a year-ish. So maybe I'll just go there. I'm not going to go there by myself. I'm too much of a wuss for that. I need you guys. <laughs> you can take Evan next time. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll go with you Sounds then. Sounds like a solid okay, yeah, maybe. Yes. I mean, I just want to stow you guys away in my suitcase is what I'm saying. <laughs> Perfect. We'll, we'll come out there with you. I think we should just take a... <laughs> that's an easier road trip than Vegas like we talked about, I feel like. Yes. The Carolinas. <laughs> I've always wanted to go to the Carolinas. Yeah, me too. I'm sure we can hit up a lot of other places around there. I mean, there's some old history there. Exactly. It's an older part of 
the United States, and there's a lot of history. There's a lot of old things still standing, mm-hmm. and yep. I would love to mm-hmm. visit and um, do an investigation or just, you know, hang out with possibly spirits. Yeah. Let's go Let's go over to Roanoke Island while we're there. I mean, that's the other <gasps> yes! side of the state. Let's I'm still it. convinced it's in Virginia, but yes. <laughs> get yes. get the Google. <laughs> get the Google out. Listen, I Googled Roanoke and it came up as Virginia. Well, there is a town called Roanoke, Virginia. That's I why asked I asked you that and you said no. It's Roanoke Island. It's an <laughs> island off the coast of North Carolina. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Look, just I'm Google unclear. Roanoke Island, Island in Dare County, North Carolina. I'm just trying to have Boydston's, like, poof up here like that. I know. Her buns are always perfect. Oh, my buns are perfect. <laughs> Thank you. No, mine are so perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great story. Back to the story. <laughs> thanks. That okay, was. And thanks. Thank you for the picture. That uh, adds to the creepiness for sure. I got you. Okay. So do I get to go next? Mm-hmm. Okay. I need to take a breath and remember how to pronounce this. <laughs> Ooh, remember the Italian uh, food. Italian foods. <laughs> it's a Povelia Island. It is Povelia Island. Arrivederci. Arrivederci. So the only reason... <laughs> <laughs> the only reason they already know what this is is because before we were recording the podcast, I was like, guys, I'm going to butcher this name. <laughs> and so we practiced it. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you just scared me half to death. <laughs> yes, one of my teenagers just popped her head in. Popped <laughs> her head. She's got like her hair like down, half covering her face, and she just peeked around the corner at me. Yes, you look like the girl from the ring. <laughs> I was just talking about that movie the other day. What is her name? Saras. Sir- Sarasa? Sriracha? Sriracha? No, no, no. What's her name? She's got a name. Sriracha. Samurai, isn't it? Or Samora. No. Samora. Samora. See, I was close. Sriracha. <laughs> Is it Samurai? <laughs> None of us were close, guys. I haven't seen The Ring since I was, like, in elementary school. So, well, junior high. Yo, I was in college. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. I was in college when that came out. Thank you. That was the scariest movie ever. It was scary. So the the Italian island that we did Italian foods for. Povelia, which... um, Ooh, you've been practicing. I know. That sounded good, didn't it? Everybody listening in Italy is like, no, that did not. (laughs) (laughs) All of our Italian fans. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Who are these Kansas girls? (laughs) Sorry. Oh, um, I'm from Missouri. Okay, well... I don't think we have any Italian fans. I was just kidding. So it's fine. (laughs) Oh, we can reach for the stars. I mean, I hope we do, and I'm so sorry. My dream is Australia. Is there anybody there? I do think we had a 1% in Australia. No, I just looked at 0%. Oh. Where did I oh. see it? Maybe on Instagram. I'll let you know. Can, I'll hit you up. Can somebody, can somebody get me to Australia? I just want somebody hey. that's Australian to listen in Australia. Can we get back to my Italy? Yes. We're in Povelia. Okay. We're in Povelia, which if you're a paranormal fan, you have probably 
part of this place because it is apparently I like to do islands. This is a paranormal ghost haunted island. So it is a small island located between Venice and Lido in the Venetian Lagoon, Northern Italy. Um, It's about 17 acres. So it's really small. It's kind of divided into two parts and there's a canal and like a bridge that goes over and connects the two parts. So it's a very thin canal. What is this hand motion? What is this? You were doing hand motions, so I thought I would. <laughs> Your hand motion looks very <laughs> inappropriate. I was just mocking. So I don't know why you're doing that. <laughs> I, was doing, I was doing a thumbs up. I don't know what she's talking about. I just saw both of you doing this, so here I am. Because I was talking, and I talk with my hands as I was Like describing. the Italians. Oh, look at that. That's not what they say. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're never going to get Italians to listen to us. (laughs) Edit all this out. I told you I was going to be offensive. I thought we got it all out. We did it. They hate us. Okay. (laughs) So it is very old. It first appeared in historical record in 421 AD, obviously. So people from, y'all, I'm going to butcher a lot of this, Padua and Este fled there to escape the barbarian invasions in 421 um, it became vacant until, or it became vacant in 1379 when residents again fled there due to warfare. Venice was under an attack from uh, the, gosh dang, <laughs> the, from a fleet, <laughs> and the people moved there to another country in Italy. What fleet was it? Genoan? Genoan? It almost looks like Genovian. <laughs> I know that that's not a real place. Genoa. Oh, this is going great. <laughs> the princess of Genovia. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was like. Woodsy, don't say that. Don't say Genovia. <laughs> You're not the first, I promise. <laughs> it's not real. It was lied to. Um, so 1379, it became vacant. Um, it was vacant until about 1527 when the island was offered to the Kamaldis monks. Um, they refused the offer. They did not want it. So then the bubonic plague hits. Bum, bum, bum. So Romans started shipping people there to basically quarantine during the bubonic plague. And then in 1776, it came officially under the jurisdiction of the public health office and was a checkpoint for goods and people coming to and going from Venice by ship. But then the plague hit again. In 1793, there were several cases of the plague on two ships that were going to this island for goods and services. And there were several cases of the plague found on the ships. So the island became a temporary confinement station for the ill. Basically, they were like, listen, you guys stay over there on that island until either you die or you're healthy again. So they were required to live on Povelia for 40 days before Venice would allow them back into the city. Fun fact, the word quarantine comes from the Italian word quarantine. Quarantina. (laughs) No. (laughs) 
so close. <laughs> so far away. Quaranta, meaning oh. 40. It means 40. And it's because they were had to stay there for 40 days before they could come back. That's where we got our word. Quarantine. So they're quarantined on the island for 40 days. So this became permanent in 1805 when Napoleon Bonaparte was ruling. (laughs) (laughs) I totally butchered that on purpose because I feel like everybody knows who Napoleon is. I thought it was good. Napoleon Dynamite. (laughs) If you don't know who Napoleon is, go back to history class, guys. He's a short dude. (laughs) He has his hands in his pants all the time. (laughs) So 1805. (laughs) Tina it's time for dinner (laughs) I'm never going to get through this story (laughs) Tina you fat lord come get some ham eat your food you fat lord (laughs) (laughs) okay Tina sorry (laughs) so now they have closed the confinement station for the ill in 1814 so basically for 21 years right 15 plus 6 21 21? yes Mm -hmm. 21 years it was a place for the ill from the plague and as we know back then the plague was not kind to people and many of those people died they never came back to venice in 1922 so from 1814 until 1922 the place kind of just sat empty this island did so 1922, the buildings were converted there um, into an asylum for the mentally ill and later used as a nursing home or a long-term care facility. This closed in 1968. So they did this um, because back then, you know, we kind of touched upon how mental health has come a long way since then. And this was on an island that was largely isolated. So they thought, hey, great place to build an asylum because they could kind of do whatever they wanted to the patients there and nobody was really checking up on them. Oh, no. Yeah, this doesn't go well, guys. And this is still just the history of the island. After the asylum closed in 1968, they used the island briefly for agriculture, but that became abandoned shortly later. 2014, the state auctioned a 99-year lease of the island, which would remain state property to raise the revenue, hoping that, and they did have one guy who basically wanted to buy it, And he was hoping to develop the hospital into a luxury hotel because on an island that is haunted, that has all this bad juju of people dying there, why not build a hotel in an abandoned psychiatric hospital? I mean, I'd go. I mean, people like us would be like, sign us up. Let's go stay in this haunted hotel. There's a a lot of people like us around this world. I'm just saying. That's true. I mean, it's it's a niche there that people would be wanting to go for a haunted hotel, but that never happened. So he still owns the island, but nothing has been done to the island at all since he bought it in 2014. So it's still vacant. It's illegal to go onto the island. So people won't go on there very often. The surviving buildings that are on there right now, there is like a cabana, which is like a covered shelter for boats that looks like a tent. It's like a dock. Um, There's a church, there's a hospital, there is an asylum, um, and you can still see a sign on the building that translated says psychiatric department. There is a bell tower that dates back to the 12th century that was reused as a lighthouse. Um, They took the bell out. Remember that fact, because that comes back to us. The bell's gone. The bell's gone. It's a lighthouse now, but it was a bell house. Bell tower. (laughs) Bell house. (laughs) 
Um, and then there's housing and administrative buildings for staff. And then there's the bridge as well. So one part of the island has like all the buildings and the other parts just basically vegetative. Like they just let it all overgrow. So let's get to the haunted part of the, ha- of the, of the house of the island. So the island contains one or more plague pits. Researchers have estimated that over 100,000 people died on the island over the centuries and are buried there. Some believe it as much as 160,000 people. That's a lot of people. A lot of people. That's a lot. A lot of people to be buried. On an island? On a 17-acre island. Wow. So you walk there and it's just bones. Yeah, because they didn't bring the bodies back because... They had the plague, so they kept them there when they died there. Mm. So there's not a lot of bones because they burned most of the bodies. Because, I mean, what else are you going to do with all those, all the bodies? It is rumored that the soil there is composed of at least Mm. 50% human ash from the burnt bodies of all the people. (laughs) Your face right now, I know. (laughs) So, like, you you step foot on the island and literally, like, you're stepping in human ash. That's Welcome to hell. They do have. That's my Zach Bagans impersonation. <laughs> well, Bravo. here's why. Here's why this island is appe- appealing to us guys. They have thriving, thriving, thriving. I just said it. <laughs> <laughs> thriving. <laughs> they have thriving grape vineyards. Wine trip. <laughs> oh, human wine. Human <laughs> <Bad> wine. <laughs> I've never wanted. Yeah. <laughs> plague wine. Hashtag plague wine. Death wine. So people do come and like harvest the grapes to make wine from this island. So can we please find a wine bottle from this island? I'm writing this down. I will find it. <laughs> it will happen. Bobelia Island. Death wine. <laughs> Vino. Vino. <laughs> Fishermen steer clear of the shallows of the island. Because human bones continue to wash up on the shores. Oh. Yeah. And then the psychiatric hospital. So that's all because of the plague. The psychiatric hospital. So a lot of what I found is kind of just rumors. There's nothing confirmed about this doctor there. Um, But it's supposedly a doctor there experimented on patients with crude lobotomies. Which you guys know what lobotomies are. It's brain surgery basically that severs the connections in the prefrontal cortex. Very inhumane, and he did it most of the time against their will because they couldn't consent. They go in through your eyeballs. That's what she's leaving out. Yes, that's. I left that out on purpose because I hate. Like I can't even like look up lobotomies. I know, like an ice pick, right? Yeah, that's what I'm showing you. I'm not looking at the screen because they are grabbing their pens and pencils and pretending to go through their eyeballs. So this is why it's very inhumane, guys. <laughs> We're not laughing at the lobotomies. We're laughing at Lindsay's reaction to eyeballs. I hate eyeballs so much. So much. A very um, accurate description of lobotomies. <laughs> uh, so this doctor was known as the Demented Doctor using hammers, chisels, and drills with no anesthesia whatsoever and did not sanitize the tools. So I'm sure a lot of people died because of him too. Legends say that he jumped from the bell tower in the 1930s after claiming he had been driven mad by ghosts. Here's where stuff gets into the rumors. So some say he was pushed by his patients. 
Some say he was pushed by spirits. Some say he just jumped because of the guilt and he was driven mad. He survived the fall. Oh. But here's where it gets weird again. Mm. A nurse witnessing the fall claimed that he survived, but that a ghostly mist overcame his body and choked him to death. Other legends say that he was seized by patients on the ground and bricked up in the wall of the bell tower to die. Oh. Which I'm not sure which is worse. <laughs> Honestly. Actually. Both of these are good stories. They don't have a name for him. Um, they just called him the demented doctor, and they're not really sure what happened, but everybody agrees he survived the fall. But what happens after that, they don't know what happened. Dr. D? Not Dr. D. <laughs> not Dr. Death, oh. but Dr. D. So now the ghosts. So people who go there report hearing screams on the island. Residents claim to still hear the bell, even though it was removed, which that's creepy. I remember the bell tower. It's not there anymore. The bell is not there. It was removed. That's right. Good job. Ten points to Gryffindor. All right. Ooh, I'm uh, Ravenclaw, but it's I'm fine. a Ravenclaw, too. Uh, <gasps> yes. Of course you are. <laughs> Everybody I know is a Ravenclaw, and I think it's because I'm in the medical field. Everyone's a Ravenclaw. <laughs> okay. All right. Take ten. What am I? Come on. You can probably tell You're me You're a Hufflepuff. I am, through and through, guys. I'm a Hufflepuff. <laughs> That's why I do what I do. <laughs> All right, so 10 points to Ravenclaw. Yay! Um, people also report the sensation of being watched, being scratched, pushed by invisible forces, being pushed into walls. They have reported feeling chased down the corridors of the asylum. While the hospital was still running, visitors um, there would report seeing shadows moving along the wall beside them. Psychics have gone to the island and report feeling an energy that is described as very evil, angry spirits that scare them to the point that most psychics and paranormal experts refuse to ever return. One family bought the island a while ago. Uh, they wanted to build a private holiday home there. They arrived, got settled in, but the first night was filled with such horrors that they fled and never returned. And I really tried to find some more on this, and I couldn't. But they reported that the daughter's face was nearly ripped off by an angry entity. What? I have to go there. <laughs> I'm yeah, there, too. That's crazy. I was really trying to find out more about the family, but I think for, like, their privacy, it's their really, like... Ripped off? Almost. It says the daughter's face was nearly ripped off by an angry resident entity. Wow. Hmm. That is an angry resident entity. So one group went there and reported feeling a dread descend upon them almost immediately and heard a deep voice warn them, leave immediately, do not return. Um, the demented doctor is considered one of the most violent entities there. So I kind of watched some videos of people going there um, because, I mean, I'm just fascinated by it and I wanted to see what it looked like and all this stuff. And you get there by boat and you can hear like as they're walking around and it's just so creepy because there's all this vegetation that's overgrown and it's just really creepy looking. And you can hear these birds all throughout the mm -hmm. island, just like talking nonstop. And it's scary stuff. Like they almost sound like voices. They sound like screaming. Um, and some people were like, you know, birds can imitate noises. And so, I mean, you hear it sounds like screaming, like screaming women. And it's just the birds. Like, ugh. It's creepy stuff. 
Um, Ghost Adventures went there. Yes, they did. Oh, they did? That's I didn't know that. <laughs> they did. And I've seen the episode, but it's been a long time. I meant to watch it again before. I'm sorry. You talked. what? You, you saw the episode? I've seen. I've seen it. Oh, I thought you said <laughs> I've seen the episode. I've seen. <laughs> Don't come at me with my grammar, okay? Don't okay. even at me. <laughs> Don't even at me there. <laughs> um. So back. in Ghost Adventures, they heard lots of banging, footsteps, moaning, screaming voices they had some weird feelings like started feeling sick there um zach believes that he was possessed for a short period of time there feeling extreme anger and aggression towards nick and aaron they also smelled something burning while they were there which that to me is creepy (laughs) um and they saw an anomaly manifest and then move down the wall and disappear. So kind of like what people reported seeing of shadows on the wall. They heard footsteps coming towards them. They heard EVPs saying, come here, I'm here, which was said in Italian. And then let's fight. Hey, and bye-bye. Arrivederci. Yes. (laughs) And (laughs) their night vision camera, they put it on the bridge that connects the two. And they captured a mist that moved across the field. And you could hear disembodied voices at the same time as this mist was moving. They had their equipment. The battery was draining, like, super fast. They felt like things were around them, going through them. Uh, Aaron went to the bell tower and heard something fall. Equipment just Mm -hmm. malfunctioning left and right. So they had a lot of evidence there at this island. That is considered the most haunted island in the world. Oh. And that's Povelia. Povelia. That is amazing. It's my new goal in my in life to go there. I'm so yes. glad you did this because obviously we know I'm, I'm a ghost adventures fan. <laughs> and <laughs> We all are. And um, I've been so curious about that island since they went there, which was years yeah. ago. So, so glad you did that. Thanks, guys. Beautiful. Nailed it. Thanks. All right, let's hear your story. Round us out. Where are we traveling to next? Is that your traveling noise? I like yeah. it. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys seen Wayne's World? No? Am I too old? No. No, you're not too old. No, I mean, I haven't seen it, but you're not surprised by this by now. You don't watch anything. Okay, well, I'll send it to you, and that's where I got it from. Um, so I'm going to take us to England. <sighs> Okay. (laughs) Now we're never going to be able to visit. I was saving the accents because I practiced and I was terrible. (laughs) I didn't do them. I thought I'd save them for you guys. Okay. No. Okay. Perfect. All right. So I'm going to take you to a place in Essex, England. Essex. Essex. And it's called. It is. It is a place called the Cage. Have you guys ever heard of this place? Oh, is this like the bird cage? No. It is the cage, but it's a medieval prison. No? I like, I mean, maybe somewhere else would be like, I like it. Is there a version of this in Iowa? It's quite possible. I had never heard of this place before, but like when I started researching it, I'm like, how did I not hear of this before? Like being so interested in paranormal, I don't know how I've never heard of this before. I don't know if I've heard of it, so I'm excited. Yeah, you guys might have heard of it. (laughs) Go on. 
Okay. So the cage, it earned its nickname um, due to its historical use as a holding cell for witches from the 16th century. Witches, there it you, is. You, you would do a witch story. A witch story. You uh-huh. love witches. <laughs> I mean, it's just so fascinating, like in a good and bad way. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, so the house is um, one of only seven similar medieval cages. That's what they called them, I guess, in England, left in the country. And this is the only one with a house that is actually attached to it. And we'll get how it progressed from a cage to a house here in a bit. So uh, forgive me if anybody listens to this and I'm totally butchering the name of the town. I have tried to look it up and I'm probably still messing it up, but I think it's called St. Oseth, St. Oseth. <laughs> Here we go. I'm going to obsess over the name and I'll say it 500 times in this. I don't think my lisp would let me say that word. So it is in the village of St. Oseth near Brightlingley Sea. Oh man, I butchered that already. Brightling Sea, just like it looks. Essex. Sounds it- legit. <laughs> We're traveling back to witchcraft times. Um, in this case, it, it, there's a big variance in times of witchcraft, but we're going to the 1580s. So there you go. Um, apparently, Essex suffered more than most communities during the witchcraft hysteria. Um, and records from the 1582 trial indicate that 14 women from St. Osith um, were charged with, with witchcraft. Um, of these, 10 of them were charged with, quote unquote, bewitching to death, Oh, which carried the death penalty. And just to put things in perspective, because I really wasn't sure um, about dates, <laughs> but we're going to 1582. But the Salem witch trials, which were big here in the States, yeah. um, from 1692 to 1693. So almost 100 oh. years later. St. Osith, the witches there... And I wanted to give a kind of a background here because, again, I wasn't really sure on all these things. The St. Osith Witches is a common reference to the convictions for witchcraft near Essex in 1582. So a village near Brightling Sea, Essex, which we talked about, was home to 14 women. A witch hunt or a witch purge is a search for people who have been labeled as witches or a search for evidence of witchcraft and then often involves immoral panic or mass hysteria. So the classic period of witch hunts in early modern Europe and colonial America took place in early modern period of about 1450 to 1750. So I didn't realize when I was researching that it went on for that long. And honestly, when you look even further, it goes on for much, much more. But this was just kind of like the the most popular times, I guess, if you will. So it resulted in approximately 35,000 to 100,000, which is a big range. It's a very big range. Of executions, um, but they're guesstimating around 40,000. So even still, that's a lot of people. That's to a lot of people. Witchcraft. Yeah, that's a lot. Yes. Yeah. So back to St. Oseth, the first person in that area to be accused of witchcraft was a woman named Ursula. Uh, Ursula Kemp was her name. I love it. I love uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. Just and, because I think of like the sea witch. And I'm well, like, yeah. Of Ursula, the witch. There's probably some tie. I didn't even think to check into that, but I bet you there is some tie. (laughs) She's Um, a good witch name. (laughs) Yeah, she was a sea witch. It makes total sense. There we are. (laughs) 
Okay, ignore me. <laughs> You're right. And in fact, I'm probably going to go back here and look later and figure it out. All right. But um, it was through her reputation of, so the reason why she was thought to be a witch, because she was um, able to undo curses that had been placed upon people by the means of witchcraft that led to her own accusation by a woman named Grace Thurlow. So she wasn't actually at the time placing like spells on people, but she was undoing things. And so people thought you must be a witch. That must be it. Yeah. So everybody was a witch. (laughs) Exactly. So she don't understand you. You're a witch. Exactly. She was born in St. Osith in Essex. I love the words that they use to describe people because they say she was a cunning woman who was frequently called upon by her neighbors to heal ailments and sickness. Now, what do you think that means? I thought about this. Like she was a cunning woman. Was it, she was smart or resourceful. resourceful. I feel like cunning was not a good word back then. to describe. Yeah. They use it in every description of her. You're just missing a T and it's a bad word. (laughs) Whoa. Just you went there. (laughs) I was thinking, I was just hoping somebody else picked up on it and you did. Got you. All right. So she was actually later blamed for intentionally causing illness and death. Um, Eventually she was tried for witchcraft in February of 1582. And at her trial, several of her neighbors testified against her. They made statements to the person that was in charge. His name was justice Brian Darcy. And um, her friend accused her of causing the deaths of Edna Stratton and her two children, Joan Thurlow and Elizabeth Letherdale. Rude. So, and back to Grace Thurlow, that was her friend, and she was also her neighbor. Grace testified that when her son Davy was sick, she asked for Kemp's help. Uh, apparently, Davy temporarily recovered from his illness, and Grace believed that Ursula had cured him. But sometime later, uh, Grace and Ursula argued over the care of her baby, Joan. So, I think I read that, like, maybe Ursula was a midwife at some time and she was upset that she couldn't be the caretaker for the new baby coming something of that sort. So she was upset and something happened to the new baby and they blamed it on her. Okay. So a few months later, after the baby was a few months old, the baby's name was Joan, right? Joan fell from her cradle and died of a broken neck. Oh my gosh. I hate that. Um, Yeah, so this is another interesting word that they use constantly in the description. Afterwards, Grace, the mom, became lame. Lame, over and over. I looked it up. Apparently it just means like... That's what they use for like cows and... Yeah. People, not people, cows and (laughs) livestock. (laughs) Doesn't that just mean like incapacitated? Basically. In this description, they were meaning like she had arthritis. She couldn't move as well. She wasn't moving as well. But they used it in a lot of descriptions for people back then. So I don't know if it was from illness, et cetera. But I'm lame. (laughs) I am also lame. (laughs) (laughs) I am also lame. I'm going to feel hella lame. Your kids would agree. Can't get up. All right. Speak for yourself. I'm a cool mom. I'm not a (laughs) mom. I'm a cool mom. I TikTok. <laughs> I whoa. Okay. So <laughs> she asked for Ursula's help when she became lame. Ursula agreed to heal her for 12 pence, which is some money back then. So Grace got better. 
but uh, refused to pay. And then they got in an argument. And Ursula basically said, you're going to pay for this. That's kind of how it went down. Uh-oh. <laughs> Grace testified that since the fight she and or her son had suffered, this was her in court, she blamed Kemp for her son's illness, her own lameness, and the death of her baby. Oh, okay. So Thurlow also complained to the magistrate and an investigation followed. And you can see where this is going. It's not going well for our friend Ursula. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have much of a leg to stand on. I feel like in the witch trials anyways, like if you're accused, it's over for you. So um, uh, Ursula had an eight year old son. So at the time he testified that his mother kept four spirits uh, or familiars, which I learned by watching Sabrina on Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) all witches have familiars (laughs) remind us what a familiar is Uh, well they're basically spirits that they call upon and it's pretty fascinating (laughs) so Um, it's in harry potter oh yes and also harry potter (laughs) they all have familiars (laughs) hermione's cat is a familiar (laughs) they all have familiars well harry's was an owl (laughs) i do know that (laughs) okay so he described all the familiars as um he, he went into detail and I had to include them because they were wild. The first one was a gray cat named Tiffin, a white lamb called Titty. A Titty, huh? Which, how can you not talk about a white lamb named Titty? A white Titty lamb? <laughs> <laughs> All the 13 year old boys listening to this are cracking up at Titty. <laughs> I, I, had to go. I had to include it in there because I was dying myself. A uh, black toad called Pigeon and a black cop called Jack. Uh, so apparently he said he had seen his mother give his familiars beer and cake and let them suck blood from her body. Oh. Yikes. Okay. From the titty? Titty <laughs> was on the titty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that happened, apparently, according to Thomas. He testified this in court. It secured her conviction. She went down. I mean, it was not going good. So basically, once this happened... She had to confess in order to quote unquote gain clemency, but that didn't really happen. They said, Never does. yeah, exactly. So she confessed to all these things and then she was eventually found guilty and hung anyways, um, which is a bummer. That sucks. Mm-hmm. So it was both her and another, another witch um, that were both hung. There are some people that say three people, three witches were hung. They were held in the cage. So again, we're coming back to the cage. They were all held and tortured in the cage um, and eventually hung. And then their bones were buried near the house or under this house. Is it hung or hanged? I don't know. Okay. And I have to ask Lindsay. I think, I think I said it both hanged. times. Hanged. Yeah. Whatever. I, th- I think it's hanged. Can we go with it is hanged. executed hang. We're executed Woo-hoo. by hanging. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> uh, okay. So after the witch trials, let's go back there. The cage remained in use as a prison for men, women, and children until 1908. So quite a long time. Children. Yup. Girl, they did, they did things dirty over there, I guess. I don't know. Well, so do we, so it's fine. I was going to say, I don't, I don't think we have a lot of, no. like, stand on. So, at one time, it was actually used to quarantine bubonic plague victims. 
Shout out to Lindsay and Povelia. Here we go. Look at that. We did that on purpose. I feel left out. <laughs> so there were a bunch of um, bubonic plague victims that actually died in this house or the cage as well. So since then, the house has been privately owned and lived in by many different owners and lots of them report paranormal activities. So that's where we're kind of getting into now a little bit. Mm-hmm. Hit me with it. Yep. So again, just to kind of give you a visual, the original cage uh, it was a 16th century small brick building consisting of just one room, which is now just being used as a dining room. And and since then, it's had some additions, um, including the entire upstairs and a, and a bedroom downstairs. So, again, it's just the cage that they refer to is just one room. Everything else since then has been added on to over the years. Okay. It's also been called one of Britain's most haunted houses. In fact, some people claim it is Britain's most haunted house. Um, It's been on a few different paranormal investigation shows, including my favorite, Help, My House is Haunted. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I saw that. I think it's on Amazon Prime. I saw it and I was like, ooh, I need to watch this. (laughs) I need to. I've never heard of this. I mean, I'm going to watch it, but that just... Drew me in. Help. Help. It's an exclamation point. My house is haunted. All right. How can you not help? Yeah. So you can, you can find an episode of The Cage on help. My house is haunted. It's also been visited by many pol- multiple paranormal groups who have conducted different investigations, as we know. All right. So there have been reports of doors opening and closing on their own. Uh, the kettle and other electrical devices have turned themselves on and off. Water turns itself on and extreme changes in temperature. There's also been unexplained light anomalies, which have been visible to the naked eye. The house was originally, well, not originally, excuse me. The house was bought by Vanessa Mitchell in 2004. Um, She actually grew up in St. Osef, so she kind of knew what to expect, but she didn't really have any idea how bad it was going to be. She was like, this is my dream home. I want to buy it. So she did it. And she says that she had her first odd experience the day that she moved in. There's a really good interview with her. I watched all of it. So I'll put the link on all of our socials, but it's really good. It obviously just interviews her and her experiences there, but um, it's very believable. You got to listen. I'll link it up there. Um, But yeah, she said that while she was unpacking, she saw a dark shadowy figure and immediately had a feeling that there was something not right with the house. So she kind of knew it might be haunted, but this kind of gave her a feeling, maybe something's not that great. (laughs) She also claims to have seen several intelligent apparitions. Uh, She felt like she knew that they were there. And she explains that once she saw a figure so clearly that she could see the wrinkles on his skin, uh, but that he was only visible from the waist up and that he was floating across the living room. No, No, thank you very much. It's a half grandpa. (laughs) We need a whole grandpa. We need a full gramps. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right very depressing i just why you need the hufflepuff we do need a we need a mixture you're right <laughs> we would just laugh at the, the stupid shit uh, grabs. <laughs> i thought it was funny i did too 
<laughs> okay, sorry if I made you guys feel bad. And there's your Hufflepuff. <laughs> you did it. Uh, she would also uh, hear disembodied voices of men and women and also hear children laughing. Uh, she also heard knocks, bangs, and unexplained noises. Sometimes the toys would make noises on their own or look as if they were being played with, but nobody was actually there. Which I did see a video, and it looks like a toy is just full-on creeping, like yeeting around that. the corner. Yeah, that's like a hard really, path. I, mean, I think I talked about this a couple weeks ago. Like, I hate toys, like kids' toys moving yep. and the batteries in them, and they're making noises. Uh-uh. Yep, she had a son with her in the house, and his room was upstairs, and he had a bunch of toys up there. You can see in one of the videos, when it looks like a, a panda bear is just, like, peeking <laughs> around the corner. Hello. No thanks. Hard pass. <laughs> Come play with me. Hello. I'm a, I'm a nice panda. All right. <laughs> I think this is from Chucky. <laughs> My childhood oh. is Chucky. Well, Chucky does suck. He is horrible. So her breaking point was Vanessa, I mean, when she felt like the spirit was becoming more aggressive. So she saw a big black mass that filled the room. Um, it started from the floor and made its way all the way up to the ceiling. She also, around that time, began hearing whispers saying, kill yourself. Mm-hmm. And she was hit on the back of the head and was also pushed at the top of the stairs when she was eight months pregnant. Uh-oh. No, not okay. Many of her friends refused to come back to the house. Uh, one sure. couple claimed to have seen blood spatter in the living room walls, but or on the living room walls, sorry. But all of the doors and windows were closed at the time, and it seemed to have appeared out of nowhere. Ugh. So some people feel like it's the ghost of Ursula Kemp, uh, that she's to blame for all the activity. Some people think it's some of the plague victims that were there. And then others feel like it could be one of the previous owners who had taken his own life in the home. He had hung himself in the home very fairly recently, uh, like in the two thousands. So, but don't you think it's weird though, that someone committed suicide in the same house where she heard voices whispering, kill yourself. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So kind of out there. So she lived in this house for three years and owned it for 10 more years after that. She used it as a location and she, she rented it out for different paranormal groups to come and do some investigations. Um, there've been lots of people claiming that they were physically attacked by unknown forces. They described the sensation as quote unquote being stabbed in the side of the head, which is sounds horrible. Um, yeah. There's also been multiple EVPs, which we talked about a little bit, but poltergeist activities such as toys moving lights on and off in an extremely creepy video of a woman who appears to morph into a witch right in front of your eyes, which I sent you the picture. Yes. And we'll upload that. It is freaky. I don't like it. It is pretty freaky because when you see the picture of the woman, she does not look at all like that. And you can, you can see it. It's actually on one of the, the videos, you know, when they're sitting like at, at home base or whatever, and they're watching the video of the people doing the seances. You know what I'm talking about? Right? Yes. Okay. And she turns her face and you can actually see like her nose grow a little bit and she looks, starts looking evil. It's pretty, pretty terrifying. Ugh. I like it. Yeah. Command center. Is that what they call it? Yes. <laughs> yes I think they do. Thank That's you. The word. I'm struggling. Home base. 
<laughs> footprint. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's the home brace footprint. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> But of so Vanessa felt that it was probably best to go ahead and sell the property after that many years. Uh, but she thought it was probably best to go ahead and cleanse the site first. So she invited a demonologist and a medium to cleanse it with some sage and some oh, rituals. No. <laughs> and it's been on the market since June of 2019 for the low price of $440,000. So if you guys are interested, you can go ahead and buy it. No, she took the fun out of it. I know. Well, did show? I I doubt it. I mean, I feel like it's, I feel like it's haunted for real. I feel like it's there, there. I don't think I really kind of got into this, but I told you that uh, Ursula and the other witch's bones were buried around there, but they actually unveiled them. I kind of skipped over that part a little bit. All right. So in 1921, just to go back a little bit, the, uh, the skeletons of the two women were found. On the property? Yeah. And they became a local tourist attraction with an admission charge to view them. So there's a lot of, not a lot of great things going on around them. That's I don't like awesome. that. I don't like charging people to come see bones. Yeah, they're, they're on full display. Like you can see they're still in the ground as far as you I can like see. mean like a museum, Lindsay? I mean, well, it's a little different. I'll send you it. It's see like bodies or bones of people in a museum. I don't know what museums you're going to. My dream museum is to go to the Mutter Museum in, what is it, in Philly? I don't know. I've never heard of it. Uh, isn't it Mutter? Oh, okay. nope. well, you know, Americanized, it's Mutter, but you're probably right. <laughs> what is it? It's a bunch of medical oddities. It's got body parts yeah, it's, and... Yeah, it's a Mutter Museum. I know what you're talking about. Okay, yeah. I haven't heard of that. There's the yes. bones. I sent them to you. You're welcome. Thank, um, you. thank you. Yeah, that was just found around the house. No big deal. Gosh, I see that picture of that lady possessed every time I open our chat now. And, ugh, don't like it. Oh, right. wow. That's like full, like not just like scattered bones. I mean, that is like full, this little skeleton. Yeah. After they found him, they found, okay, I'm going to probably butcher the word, but they had iron rivets driven into their knees and elbows, which apparently was a common method of stopping witches from rising from the grave. Oh, my gosh. So after they were dead. Right. Well, they put him after they were hung, hanged, hanged. I figured it out. Apparently, that was a that was a common thing for for witches to be hanged first, and then they were buried with these rivets in their elbows and knees so that they could not rise from the grave. And they were oh. found with their bones like that. So, anyways, thought that was Yikes. kind of bizarre. That's awful. There you go. That's the story of the cage. It's the medieval prison over in uh, Essex. Love it. Nuts. Not shocked that you did a witch story, but I am uh, pretty intrigued by it. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty cool. I've I've gone down the rabbit hole a few times. There's a lot of a lot of stuff out there on YouTube, mostly. If you want to check it out, Not YouTube. Sure. It's a good. It's a good place. Yes, I like it. Thanks for listening to our paranormal episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. Lindsay, where can they find us? They can find us at the Tipsy Ghost on Facebook and Instagram. And email us your paranormal, weird, folklore, true crime, whatever we want to hear about it stories to the tipsy ghost at gmail.com. Beautiful. Thanks so much for listening. We will catch you guys next week. Okay, bye. 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 <laughs> bye. <laughs>